It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Well, here in the UAE, Jones the Grocer is uh, an institution that have been in operation for 15 years and they do continue to grow. They opened their second branch in Riyadh last week. They've got more coming up very soon in Abu Dhabi, in Singapore and also Heathrow Airport in May. And to talk about their new menu and maybe discuss the challenges in how to remain relevant and uh, also understand the changing consumer needs in Dubai, uh, we are joined by the CEO of Jones the Grocer, Yuneeb Siddiqui. Thank you very much for coming on TSP. You're welcome. Great uh, to have you here. To be here. Yeah, same here. Yeah, Jones the Grocer, you've been the CEO uh, 14 years ago. Could you have ever envisaged that it would turn out the way it is now, where you're going to be soon across four and five countries? Um, hard to say. I mean, we, we always had That's a plan. A yes. You always That's had a, yes. a big vision. No, we always had a big vision. We always had a plan to roll out lots of stores. Uh, initially, it was very Middle East-centric. Um, it's now become global in a sense. We're we're in Asia and we're opening in Europe as well. So, so it, we've gone a little bit beyond our our, our sort of original vision. Uh, but that's always there was always a plan to dream big. When it comes down to the food and beverage sector, particularly in the UAE, how hard is it to stay relevant? Because it's a city that loves the new, the new look, the new design, the new fad, the new. How do you how do you try and stay relevant and keep in people's mind and, and keep in people's consciousness consciousness when they're making a decision on somewhere to eat? Short answer is very difficult. Um, we we've got to constantly be in development. We're constantly looking at new ideas, um, while still trying to remain. Uh, core to the to the vision of the brand because the other thing is that you start developing stuff and you end up becoming a bit like everybody else like going to all the fine dining restaurants seeing ceviche on every menu i mean i don't know how many restaurants i've been to and it's always the same stuff <laughs> on, on you know you just it's like every chef only knows how to make ceviche or, or something like that um so so it's very difficult but i think if one has a very clear brand concept um and ours is very much an aussie melbourne melting pot style of food um you know we can we can we always we can always see through the trees you know th- see through the woods and sort of see okay this this particular trend or this particular direction fits into what we really want to do and that then drives uh, the development direction and it's almost a 6 month cycle so we're actually looking 6 to 9 months ahead and do you look at the cycle of 
the location you're in in Dubai? Because you can look at an area like, for example, JBR, which mm-hmm. five or six years ago had a lot of expats living there full time. Yeah. And now it's a lot of people holidaying on short term leases. And therefore, your clientele changes dramatically. Is that a factor when it comes into the specific relationship or way you market or the food that you may have for certain outlets? It's a really good question. I, I, I agree with you on JBR. JBR is, a, is, I think, become predominantly a tourist destination. It's very hard to, to do that. You know, if you're building, if you're a single store operator, it's quite easy sometimes to just change the menu and cater to what's going on in the area. But short answer, no, it's not very easy to do that. We have to run with the concept we've got. We make some local changes in certain certain areas, but very few and very far between. How are the coffee culture in the UAE has changed dramatically from 14 years ago? And I know it's not one of your main, you know, you're into food as well, but you you are known for your coffee. Have you noticed a discernible difference in, in people's demands and their requirements for coffee and the quality of the coffee over the last 14 years? Um, good question. I mean, uh, one of the things we, we've sort of done is we've tweaked our roast um, based on some feedback from customers. So us, our roast has become a little bit sweeter uh, obviously, it's 100% Arabica, so it's quite a different roast to some of the other people out there. Um, uh, but but in terms of customer knowledge and customer um, demands, like, you know, double ristretto, uh, you know, if people come in asking for, you know, double macchiato with oat milk, you know, like all kinds of things that... Fat-free that never, In fact, <laughs> nothing, you know, things that have changed so dramatically to when we first, you know, opened 14 years ago where people were just coming in asking for a single espresso. Uh, it's a different, it's a different coffee experience out there for people, and they they're, they're they're demanding that experience from us as well. I think it's so hard, particularly for wait staff in, in food and beverage. You've got people that are coming from all over the world, and they've grown up with a different food or coffee culture from from the country upon which they've come. How hard is it to train? Is that one of the key elements where you need to instruct people so that they have a substantial reservoir and knowledge of food and of coffees and everything on your cuisine? Very hard. We've hired, we recently hired a learning and development director. We've always had a learning function in the business anyway. In fact, we hired a, you know, someone from Australia um, to brought that person in to try and inculcate the team with, with the knowledge, uh, food knowledge and all the things that we want our, our team to be with. And, and the bigger challenge is that people are come from different nationalities. Many of them are not from areas where this kind of food is served as a daily you know, their daily bread, in a sense. And so we, we, we have to almost start from scratch. Uh, and you, you almost want to break the training down to basics. So you actually get the basics right first and you build on that, uh, which, you know, which if you're opening a store in maybe London uh, or Paris or New York or wherever, the basics are already there. Everybody knows, you know. What, Everyone knows what, what a flat white and a latte yeah, and all those e- things exactly. are. Exactly. When you're looking at the new menu, so you've got a new menu coming out for Jones the Grocer. I, I have to admit, I, I didn't know what the Goldilocks porridge bowl was. It's fantastic. You should try And uh, This is an institution, I believe. Yes. So describe it for me. So if, funnily enough, we dropped it on the last menu and we had so many complaints that we brought it back. Um, it's essentially a, a very home ex- a homemade porridge uh, made from rolled oats uh, with uh, with some poached fruit. Uh, very simple, but and berries and it's, yep, it's the fantastic. name is so good. <laughs> yeah, it's good. The Goldilocks uh, porridge bowl. Uh, yeah. Some of the other ones uh, that you've got in there: crispy calamari, coconut shrimp, uh, halloumi fries. You've got the uh, uh, the pasta. You've got Italian inspired chicken parmigiana. I'm I'm intrigued about this because. It's probably the most common dish served in Australian exactly. pubs, the chicken parma, as we yeah, call it. Yes. But you've had to label it Italian-inspired. Is it like an Aussie-inspired chicken parma? Uh, it is an Aussie-inspired. So it's actually very similar. When you go into the store, you see the way it's presented. It is very much an Aussie, um, Aussie style. 
When uh, when I left school at uh, eighteen, uh, my first job was in the meat industry because my grandfather had been in, a, in, the, sorry, in the meat industry. Okay, yeah. Because my grandfather had been a butcher back when that was the twentieth century trade, and then he moved into supplying and kitchens. And he was always adamant that, uh, oh, don't go into the food industry. This is around two thousand. Don't go into the food industry. It's going down to supermarkets. And one thing he he, he didn't quite <laughs> understand was reality TV shows like MasterChef and YouTube have come in and now people are going out for dinner and they're asking where the cheese has come from and how how long has the meat been aged for. Is that something that gets harder because people's knowledge of food is so good they don't just want cheese anymore. There is it Danish feta? Is it um, Greek feta? Is it crumbly? Is it goat's cheese? You know, does that make it better for you because you've got customers that are sharing in your passion for food so mm -hmm. there's a there's a greater knowledge and understanding of the meals that you serve uh, yes and no I mean the, the, the population mix in Dubai is always changing I mean right now there's a lot of influx from as you know from Eastern Europe yeah uh, from India different parts of the world so it's it's, it's a big change it, I, I would I, I would argue that it's constantly changing it's very hard to say that the audience that we're getting is a consistent and knowledgeable and demanding provenance because if you look at different sites perhaps yes but most of the sites where you've got the sort of typical Dubai population mix it's not always the case that the consumer is so knowledgeable uh, about about these things when you're going into a, a, a new country you said you've uh, you've got Singapore and the UK soon how much market research are you doing on based upon both uh, the city and the area upon that city upon which you're, you're going to launch? I mean, a lot. I mean, we, we spent almost, uh, I would say, in total man hours, probably two weeks of man hours, you know, going through Singapore, looking at what's what's going on in the market. We, we visited nearly all the equivalent types of concepts that are like us uh, or could be classed like us. Um, and we've got all the menus and we went through and analyzed that and then decided that our menu was still pretty relevant globally. Same in London when we went going into Heathrow, we've, we've, we've kind of done similar level of homework and our menu seems pretty relevant. Well, the menu is one element, but how hard is it to find suppliers that can produce produce to your standard? So we, we've done, in the UK, we have a very good partner um, and they've got a sub established supply chain. So what we've, what we've done is that we've piggybacked on their supply chain and we've localized uh, pretty much all, all, all the ingredients we need uh, from, from the local market, you know, in England. Well, uh, I'm excited because you've got my favourite passion fruit cheesecake is back yes. on the desserts. Yes. It, it's amazing. It's a common <clears throat> It's a common dessert. I come, come from Australia. Not a lot of people know what a passion fruit is. I didn't realise until I left Australia. It's, it's so lovely and tart and citrusy and, yeah. and, you know, I love it. Yeah, it's and, a great, great, great for breakfast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I might have some on my uh, Goldilocks porridge bowl. Yeah. Uh, well, you need congratulations on your success. Thank you. Uh, good luck with the launch. Uh, as we said, it's Midfield Airport Abu Dhabi. That's the That's one? That's opening in two, two and a half weeks, I think, uh, 17th or 19th of December. Uh, three weeks, whatever. I've lost track of time. Yeah. And we've got Singapore opening probably towards the end of the year. And then you've yeah. got to Heathrow Airport in May. In so May. if you're flying to London, you can get a slice yes. of Dubai yes. uh, when you're at the airport. And our second store in Bangalore at the airport opening as well. What is it about airports that you find so attractive? So travel space has been really good for us. We've, we've been very successful. We opened our first travel site at Dubai Airport what seven years ago um, and it's just been a catalyst for us uh, in terms of expansion and strategy um, and we've been extremely successful all our airport sites outperform because I would have thought it would have been one of the most expensive places to rent it is, it is expensive you've got a you've got a rent high rent to revenue ratio which you've got equivalent you've got a very high traffic um, yeah
It's the high traffic, high turnover. Yeah. So it works well. Uh, Uneep, thank you for coming in. Congratulations on his success. Jones, the grocer, it's an institution. Have you been there? And what is it that you like best about the menu? Let us know. 0586861003. Hey, thanks for listening to another TSB TalkSport business podcast. And don't forget, if you want to hear the full show, we're live every weekday from 3 to 7 p.m. across the UAE on Talk 100.3. Or you can listen to us via the Big Fan TV app.